Welcome back to another edition of Red's Country Radio. I am Donnie. It is the middle of May, and the Reds are, well, they're starting to get a little bit interesting. Calling up their prospects, it's started. Matt McLean is a Cincinnati Red. We got Rob. What's up, Rob? How you doing? We got Steve joining hey, us everybody. from work out in Arizona. We appreciate the hustle. Of course. You know, got to do it for the boys. Hell yeah. We, uh, the fellows back in Cincinnati are trying to enjoy the, uh, the beautiful weather we have here. I'm sure, Steve, is it, has it cracked 100 yet there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just, <laughs> uh, just right at 100, not over. So that's only for oh, that's July. So we'll get there, but you know, we're, we're all right. I'm going there you, you go. Enjoy something later. Sure. So we're 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 a little bit optimistic in Reds country right now. It feels good. the The team has basically been five hundred for the last week or two. Uh, you know, winning games, losing games, whatever, hanging in there. But the Reds did something we finally have been waiting on and weren't sure if they would ever do. They called up the hottest player in all of minor league baseball, Matt McClain. He is finally a Cincinnati Red leg. How's it feel, boys? About damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Rob. No, take take it, Steve. Take it, Steve. Okay, well, it's really simple to me. Like, you know, they, they didn't think they were going to be at this point, at this point of the year. They thought maybe we will be, you know, 10 games under or something, but we'll be better than we were last year. But now, guys, we're right four or five games under. We're treading water recently, and this is just exactly what you need. He played 30 games officially, and he – crushed it by all means and rob i might have to have you do a stat read for matt mcclain because it's a it was beautiful for his triple a stat line but just a infusion of life like that and uh especially you know you didn't have to dfa anyone for this move uh, so most mostly all the boys are still positive right now um and then uh you know with tj friedel going down you bring up another young guy and it just is making all of these things that we talk about even more tangible with the rise of the Reds, the rise of these young prospects that they have and just how much momentum there is. And I think just like, like that one through six of the lineup on my, um, I'll pull it up, but it was like, I think all the guys were 27 or younger and it was just beautiful. Like it was such a cool thing to have that just tangible and you can see it in our future. I think I saw something yeah. too, Steve. The uh, it was like every uh, everyone in the in the infield, like including the pitcher and the catcher, besides Spencer Steer, were first round draft picks of the Reds since 2015, which is uh, or not even not only first round because that could include the compensation round, but they were the top draft pick for the Reds in that season for each, for like each of the last five five years from like 2015 to 2020 or something that or 21 I guess with McLean. But uh, that's good to see. I mean, we've we've had 
uh, a lot of flukes or like a lot of uh, guys that just didn't quite pan out that were first round draft picks. And we've basically hit on pretty much all of them in the last uh, seven or eight years, which is really, really good to see. I yeah, have a triple A stats pulled up if you want them. Yeah, let's see it, Rob. I, they're, they're just absurd. He was the hottest hitter in basically organized baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, through 38 games officially, uh, he had hit 12 home runs. He was batting 348, slugging 710. And Don, you'll like this. You're a big OPS guy. His OPS was 1.184. That's pretty absurd. I think anyone can do that over a, a few game stretch, but for almost two full months of games, uh, pretty impressive. Kid absolutely deserved it. Uh, crazy. I think he's the first position player from the 2021 draft uh, to make it into the bigs, which is kind of surprising because, you know, I just think about his age a little bit, and he is a little older because he was a college guy. Uh, but to be the first one, even including other college players, uh, to make it into the bigs, that's huge. He basically only had one season of minor league ball last year where he kind of battled injury. So as soon as he gets healthy, he knocks the cover off the ball. And, man, he can do it all. He's uh, he's only 5'8". He's a... He and Rob would look good standing next to each other, but uh, yeah. that's a that's a subtle dig, Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, well, he's got about 40 more pounds on me, so <laughs> yeah. there you go. Dude, dude is built. He's ripped. Uh, and his his first hit of, the, of his career, he you know it's it's course field sure, but he hustles a double. He hustles home on you know on the next mm-hmm. batter, and for all that kind of a player, you think, you, know, you think maybe we're getting another scrappy uh, TJ Friedel type? No, he hasn't hit a home run yet, but. The kid has power. I mean, he had the most home runs in all of minor league baseball. So he is a five-tool player in a small package, call him a, you know, a little bit of slightly bigger version of Jose Altuve, maybe. Who knows? I think that would be a good comp. Say, I'll, I'll take that. Do we say he's a little king instead of a short king? <laughs> hey, I'm fine with whatever. Whatever we want to go right, with. Right. But, uh, yeah, there you go. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, how the playing time all shakes out as – as the season progresses, uh, Jose Barrero had basically lost, which is surprising to me. I don't know if you guys want to dig into this. Is it surprising that, you know, before uh, McLean got called up, for the week or two before that, Barrero was playing sparingly, and we were we were letting a, you know, 29, 30-year-old low-ceiling Kevin Newman get, get all the starts. Uh what's the deal there? I mean, where does Jose Brer even fit into this team? Have we totally just given up on him? I think yeah. there's still a spot for him on the team, but it's not, it's going to be a bigger role moving forward. If you start calling guys up like McLean and Ellie and uh, whoever else, um, you, you got to think he's going to be a, a trade piece somewhere down the line. If the organization's uh, doing this, I don't know. Just think the writing's on the wall, maybe. Yeah, and we, we've talked about uh, – sorry, Steve. We, we, we talked about guys being – I just said we didn't really have any busts, and he was a highly rated prospect at one point. But if he settles into a role where he's just kind of a utility guy and he still gets kind of – he fills in the gaps, and maybe he develops even more like later on, as we saw with Nick Senzel, that's fine. I hope we don't totally just cut him or trade him for scraps, but it, it's interesting what we're doing with him. Steve? Well, so I think it's also interesting too that he, um, we he was in a, he had a chance to play all of last year, and the Reds decided to play Kyle Farmer and have him in that shortstop yeah. role for most of the year. And we were def- uh, Farmer defenders for sure, but then to trade Farmer just to pick up Kevin Newman later on, uh, it really felt like 
one of those years you should have just given Barrero the majority of the starts and say, okay, here's your chance, figure it out. And I, I'm not saying he can't be a bench guy, but uh, you know, 407 plate appearances in the show, a 494 OPS, 187 batting average. Like, is that enough to judge a guy off? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He's only 25 years old, so like, and. I don't want to shit on a dude that's younger than me. So he's got, he's got time sure. to figure it out, but. Yeah. But you it know, also it, has, it you know, young like, as he is, it, it, it's been a lot of seasons yeah. though. I mean, it's been three or four years and yeah. I, I, I get, you know, we still have team control, so you don't need to like cut mm-hmm. him, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why we necessarily had a 30 year old taking his, his starts. Cause you might as well try by fire kind of deal, but. Uh, I will while say, CJ Friedel is hurt. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'll just say I will say that like uh, his 6.52 OPS is the highest of his career so far this year. Um, OPS plus is up, uh, batting average is up, on base percentage three uh, three one two. So theoretically, well, and, and and that was yeah. why I was a little surprised why he lost playing time because you know he wasn't playing great, but he wasn't playing worse than Kevin Newman. You know, right. I also just have nothing for Kevin Newman. Like, no offense to the guy. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy, but like, you're you're just kind of here holding a spot until some other guys come up. So, like, yeah. I I really don't like have any affinity affinity towards him. And I don't know. I would rather just like my my whole thought is just to see. I like I would rather see these young guys just come up to play. And do you guys think it's maybe something where Burrow had like? he got called up too soon in that 2020 season just to be a stopgap, And then his development's kind of been screwed up from there. I think that might have something to do with it. Um, do you think he could possibly DH moving forward? But like, it doesn't make much sense to DH a guy that's batting 237 either. I'd rather have John India be the DH. You, uh, uh, you, you'd be interested in some of the uh, the Twitter conversations I was having today about, about uh, <laughs> I, all the. I'm not one of those guys that thinks there's no there's no way he's not becoming a left fielder. I think that's really funny that those guys have taken that and run with it when literally no one outside of like fans on Twitter have ever suggested he's going to move to the outfield. Uh, I think he's going to keep playing in the infield and then DH here and there. But that'll be interesting as we want to call him more guys. Uh, the other situation that's kind of similar to Newman, uh, Will Myers has been basically in his worst season of his career. You know, he's not a, he's he's not young. He's 32, but 32 isn't that old either. Like, uh, I, you know, with with TJ Friedel out, Myers has been an everyday guy again. Uh, and with calling up an extra infielder, uh, when Spencer Steer basically moving over to first base full time with Senzel moving to third. Uh, Myers isn't really getting any infield time either. So uh, right now, Henry Ramos is the odd man out. But when Friedel's back, man, if if Myers keeps getting starts, that's going to be frustrating, especially when it's like you might as well get Barrera some reps in the outfield and just see what he's got there. I don't understand it. I'd rather have Barrero 652 OPS out there than continuing to give Myers at-bats. But We've proven that the the cost isn't that big of a deal. We've we've cut guys uh, more expensive than him in the last few years. So uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Hey, call it TJ Hopkins. Let's see what he can do. There's all kinds of options you've got. We've got ready, guys ready to go that are major league ready. So yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Will Myers? No, uh, I really don't have any 
Yeah. Any really outstanding thoughts on him? I think he's just been an average well, veteran player for him so for the Reds so far. I think he's he, I think he's just taking up a spot in the lineup right now until they call somebody else up. He's been the rare like offseason acquisition that has not worked for Nick Crawl. Like I feel like a lot of Nick Crawl's acquisitions have worked. Like even last year, if you want to say Tommy Pham kind of worked, like he he was traded. I mean, low bar, you know, but uh, I mean, Brandon Drew Murray, worked yeah. really well last year. Naquin the year before that, Matt Davidson hit a couple good home runs. I feel like this is the first one of his acquisitions in a while that has really just not produced at all, you know? And I, I could, I could probably be a little bit more nitpicky on that, but just in the Nick crawl tenure of 21 to today, um, I, it's just crazy to, to think that he finally struck out with one, you know? And I, I, I don't think they would DFA him, but again, if you're going to compete right now, why not just compete with all your young dudes? Like I, right now, guys, I want, and I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. I have a group of four players that are currently on the 26 man that are just like, there's just going to be one day where we call up all the dudes from Louisville and all of these dudes are just going <laughs> to, I'm imagining David Bell having them all just in the same meetings. Like, all right, pack your shit. You're gone. Like we're bringing up the kids. Like, <laughs> So right now, to me, it's Myers, Ramos, uh, Fairchild, and uh, Kisali. And, you know, the, I, I hate to be harsh on those four guys, but, like, you know, they, they, they're just not really produced to the level that the Reds want them to this year. And I would rather just give the kids some playing time, you know? And, and especially, like, not last year, just because last year you know the team was bad and there was no reason to. But if you're theoretically thinking about competing and you know in baseball there's not really like that when now it's a lottery you don't have to really want to lose games at all like there's not really a point and if i kind of make the playoffs anyway i'd rather see the young dudes come up and get some real world experience playing in the big leagues before our window really starts next year yeah absolutely i think those names are all fair ones to see go casali man especially with uh with how well maley's been hitting they're basically the same guy in my mind as far as their role on the team. And I don't I understand wanting to do the whole three catcher thing, but if, if it keeps a roster spot for, you know, when we could be calling up some young gun to get some playing time, I think Casali's gotta go. Uh he's a couple years older than Melee too. He he's hitting his his bat was his big draw, you know, a few seasons ago, and he's just not doing it this year. So I'm with you there. I hope he's one of the first first to go. Uh, but there, a lot of changes could be happening soon. Friedel will come back hopefully pretty soon. We might see Joey Votto eventually sometime this summer. And yeah. chomping at the bit to, to get the call up are still Christian, Christian Encarnacion Strand and Ellie De La Cruz. Not sure which of those will be first. I think we all thought it would be uh, Encarnacion Strand, but uh, now I'm seeing the Twitter rumblings that they think Ellie could come up sooner than that. But um, it's a crowded yeah. infield, and you know I, I don't yeah. know how we're gonna how it's all gonna shake out. So the Reds definitely the, have a good problem on their hands coming up here in the very very near yeah. future. It's a good problem to have. You're right. So I'm wondering, like you know, obviously I think Ellie's gonna play the infield. They haven't had him do any outfield time yet. Same with Strand. They mostly had him playing third. Would you guys move uh, Steer to the outfield? Uh, maybe, and if you don't want to move India off second base for this year, because 
theoretically, like you want all of these young guys in the same lineup every day, including Stevenson. And if, you know, if he, if steer and strand, uh, sorry, if Stevenson and strand have to split time at first base and, or if for, for example, you know, you don't want to put um, India out. So you keep him and you put Barrero out and like, but there's also Nick Senzel too. You're right, Rob. It's a great problem to have so many of these younger guys. I love that Senzel is calling the young guys, the kids, you know, cause he's what, like 29, 28. Like, I think uh, 20, he's already, yeah. yeah. So that, that's just kind of funny to me, but um, Donnie, I want to hear your thoughts, man. Like, what do you think is like, what's your ideal like lineup when all of, if like theoretically all the kids get called up, all the guys we don't want are gone. Like what's your starting lineup say August 1st, man. Uh, that is tough. I think one of the benefits of this is, is this roster is that there are so many mix and match pieces. Uh, I think there are probably 10 or 11 guys at that point still that I would say deserve to be everyday guys. And you really can mix and match them. You can get them, get them reps at different, different, uh, different positions. Uh, I've been really impressed with Nick Senzel and he's been really comfortable at third base. So I want him there every day. Even if that Absolutely. makes you a little little lighter in the outfield, even if it makes the whole where does uh, where does everyone play, you know that stinks. Someone else is going to have to learn outfield because Senzel is thriving at third. So that is the first kind of uh, thing I would say. And even though it makes my decision or you know makes the math harder, uh, India is not learning outfield during the season. He's going to be your everyday second baseman. If you want to have that conversation yeah. in the off season, that's one thing. But this season, India is going to be at second. Man, first base, I don't even want to think about Joey Votto, but I can't. I just, I'm just going to say no. We're not going to think about that. Uh, Steer is going to be your first baseman. Uh, Encarnacion and Strand, I'd put him at DH in an, in an everyday lineup. And then your shortstop uh, is going to be Matt McClain. Ellie. And Ellie, I'm going to say Ellie's not in the mix. Uh, I think he's he's 21 years old. We have, we you know, those guys I named, I think should be your everyday infielders. Uh, if you do have a conversation with moving Senzel back to the outfield, then I would say, yeah, sure. Uh, I guess it also depends on, are we above 500? If we're above 500, I would call it belly. I'd, I'd say that. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, he's a September call for me at this point. Uh, but we are right there. You know, the, the, the division has looked worse. Um, but we'll see. So then your outfield, I guess, uh, Fraley's been, been coming on lately. He's been great. Friedel, if he stays healthy. And then, uh, you know, a mix and match of, uh, you know, I guess I would say Fairchild. Uh, you know, TJ Hopkins has been hot, but I don't necessarily see him coming up and playing better than, you know, a combination of Fairchild and Ramos, say. But we'll see. Uh, you know, as I talk that out, and of course, Stevenson would be your catcher. I don't really want to think about him just playing DH every day. As I talk that out, though, it really would make sense to send Senzel back to center field. But man, I love him at third, and he's he seems so happy this season, so comfortable there. Hard for me to do it, but yeah, yeah that's the question. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, tough, what about you, Rob? Point. This is a fun exercise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty similar to Don's. I think. Uh, I mean, I I I would really like to see Ellie De La Cruz at shortstop at some point. Um, you're, um, I don't know. Would you move Barrera to left field during he the course of the season? Field. Has he played? 
Has he played outfield before in his career? Yeah, he's played a little center. And he's I think he's even like dabbled in the corners. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much uh, pretty much Don's lineup, but I think I have Barrero and left. Yeah. He could be your third outfielder from from that list. I was trying to name one. Uh yeah. I, I'm high on Fairchild. I don't want you know, you said Steve, you mentioned him as someone you would send packing. Uh, and like I get that with Ramos, you know, punt him to the curb. He's 31, but Fairchild has options, and you know, send him down to Louisville. You have some injury depth, uh, and I guess even with Ramos, even though he's older, he still has options too. Uh, those guys are good in injury depth, and you know, baseball is a game where guys get guys get 10 day injuries all the time. You're gonna have to always be calling up guys, uh, sending others down. Guys get hot, guys get cold. So we have a lot of good depth, and we've talked about this in the past, but. Having the fact that we don't have really like a superstar that is absolutely has to play every day and has to play in this position and has to be in this spot in the lineup that helps our flexibility for sure. So, um, uh, <laughs> it can be sometimes a, a little bit of a roller coaster seeing what kind of lineup spell puts out there and when he makes moves. And apparently, he is pretty fixated on, on what hand you bat with. And even though, uh, you know, might, you might be a lefty that hits lefties better than better than righties, well, too bad. You're going to start against righties and not against lefties. Uh, we can get into that another day, but uh, it it gives Bell a lot of options, and I think he likes the mix and match game. So uh, I, I'm very high on this team. They've, they've been playing good ball lately. We're adding better players to the roster every week, and uh, we could go somewhere. We are. I'm going, to, I'm going to use this as a transition here. We are not going to go anywhere if we don't figure something out with this rotation. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. The bullpen's been great. Couple injury problems in the pen with uh, Fernando Cruz and Reaver San Martin, but overall, having uh, Alex Young has played well. Oh, Legamine is hurt too. Sims has been great besides just recently. Uh, but where it comes down to is the rotation. So with Sessa totally gone from the roster and Nick Lodolo uh, on the DL, probably for at least five or six weeks, maybe more. Uh, I don't know where we're going to get our starts from. Brandon Williamson came up and he did great. I hope he stays in the rotation. Uh, he looked fantastic. He's really found something just in his last few starts on uh, AAA. I guess he's been throwing his cutter now, which is a pitch he worked on in the offseason, but then didn't start the season with it. Uh, Levy Stout might, or Levi Stout might come back up. Uh, we've, we've got Andrew Abbott down there, but man, I, I wish we didn't cut Chase Anderson. I don't know. We got to figure something out especially when, uh, you know, Hunter Green isn't really pitching his best ball. Um, and as, as long as Nick Lodola is out, we are not very deep there. What do we do? Do we pick up a free agent? Do we do we send Abbott to the Wolves and just go for it? What are we thinking? I mean, personally, I would like to see him bring Abbott up just to see what the kid has. I mean, he's killed it through double A and he's killed it now in triple A. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, Brandon, like like you said, Brandon Winston, I hope he sticks. Um, he went on pitched out of his mind the other day in Colorado of like, you know, yeah, the that was place to pitch, really. Um, this Ben Lively kid, I really don't know a whole lot about him, but he seems like he could be halfway decent. Um, so we might get some starts from him. I don't know. Could we do the kind of do what the Rays do where they just have an opener? And they just kind of use the bullpen for a game. I mean, did they, did they do that one game? I, I missed about six games on vacation. We've done that twice now. Uh, Derek Law got both of those starts, I believe. Yeah, he's got two starts. 
Uh, we did that with Levi Stout, and we did that with Lively. Seemed to work pretty well, but both those times we also only... So they call it the, the guy that comes in, we call him the bulk pitcher. The bulk pitcher only threw three innings. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, then we hit a big problem with bullpen later in the game. It's like, yeah, no yeah. shit. You, you basically took your starter out uh, after four innings and you had one less bullpen guy because the bullpen guy started the game. Uh, and, and each of those pitchers only threw around 50 pitches. So I don't know if they're not fully stretched out. I thought they were both starting in AAA. Uh, I like the opener for those like fourth and fifth pitchers. But you got to let them go more than three innings. So. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just wonder if you know they, they, they probably would want to keep like a Weaver or um, a Lively for right now, just to have them as older guys, just to be able to to help the younger guys. And like, obviously, sure. you know, you can't really cut Casali right now because we saw how much he helped Brandon Williamson in that start the other day. So. I, it's just not reliable to keep pushing out these young guys, especially when Hunter and Graham have kind of gotten shelled recently over their last few starts, which I hurts my heart to say, but you know, when, when like they're not able to go five or six, that really taxes the bullpen. And you just have to wonder if, you know, they, if this bullpen just keeps getting bulk and bulk and more bulk use, if they're just going to wear down eventually. And, you know, I, I, it worries me and I would, I, but the other thing though, is if you sign a free, free agent, who's to say that they're just not going to get their shit rocked too. Like it's, it's a tough conundrum to have right now. And I'm wondering if there's something that, like you said, like the Reds could just call up, yeah, keep Williamson, keep stout uh, and then let Abbott cook for a couple more starts and then call him up. Um, I mean, I guess Bumgarner is still available if you really want to pull him off the scrap heap, but I, I don't really want that. Um, I, it's just like, we, we need bodies. So we just need arms at this point until Lodolo is back. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, as good as our bullpen has been, they've been, again, they've been shaky just lately because they've been so worn down really. And I believe they, if they don't lead the league, they're like top two or three in bullpen innings, uh, which is not good. We need our guys going longer. But, you know, and it's and as electric as Ashcraft, Green, and Lodola have been in their early careers, they're still all 25 or younger as starting pitchers, which is, I mean, go look at some of your favorite starting pitchers from the past and go look at their age 25 season. Probably wasn't great. Uh, you know, people love to compare some of our young prospects to, uh, well, Johnny Cueto when he was coming up. And go look at Johnny Cueto's, like, age 25 season. Not good. I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think it was very good. His first couple of years, he was shaky. But you, you have to trust guys like that to figure it out. Uh, you know, people wanted to send Lodolo down to AAA at one point. That's not how you solve this problem. Uh, and especially in a year where, you know, as much as, come to, as much as it's coming together on the offensive end and, and we got a little hopeful uh, at certain points here, probably not going to make the playoffs this year, but we'll probably win 75, 80 games. And we will be competitive enough to know that guys are getting development. They're getting great at-bats. And we really are just a couple pieces away and a couple, I mean, maybe one season of development from competing for the playoffs. Uh, and I really do think that'll be next season. We should compete for the division. We should, we should be in position to win the division next year. I would say. If it all goes to plan. That's, that's, I don't that's what I always say, right? 
I don't respect this division at all if the Pirates are leading it after a month. And <laughs> yeah, well, was, the yeah, Pirates came back the Cardinals, for sure. Oh yeah, two and six, uh, two and uh, thirteen in their last fifteen. You you don't like to see that. That that really tough. Yeah, no, the whole division yeah. has struggled a little bit, and that makes me think. You know, man, as the division's struggling, we're bringing up Matt McLean. We might bring up other guys soon. Uh, man, it could be. We might even win the division this year. Uh, but it, you know. <laughs> We need some pitching. Uh, I really, really hope Brandon Williamson is for real, and I hope he's staying. Uh, you know, I hope it's not like a Le- Levi Stout thing where they're just going to send him back and forth here and there. Uh, they need the innings, and Williamson, man, if he's figured something out, that is awesome, especially with how efficient he was. They took him out a little early, just which is understandable given it was his first career start. Uh, but I want to say he was only around 70 pitches when they took him out in the sixth inning, which is very good. If we can get some seven, eight inning starts out of him, the bullpen will definitely appreciate that. Yeah, he's definitely earned definitely earned another start, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So fellas, uh the last big topic on the agenda for today. Uh we kind of ran through the roster like we usually do, talk about the players, what's been going on with the team. The last big thing that we got to talk about, yeah. the City Connect uniforms. We finally got our release. I think this is what, the third or fourth season that they're doing this. Finally doing the Reds. Uh, they announced them on 5-1-3 day, of course. Uh, we got Cincy splashed across the, the chest, and they are black uniforms, all black. Uh, they'll be rocking them uh, tomorrow, Friday, for those listening, probably today, as you're listening uh, against the Yankees. I will be in attendance. It seems like the, the stadium might be pretty much sold out, which is really cool. Uh, what are your thoughts on the City Connect black unis? Overall, I think it's a pretty solid uniform, pretty different. I haven't seen them wear black since the early 2000s. My one gripe I do have with the uniform, though, is the weird C they have on the hats. It's just, uh, you know, you know, the wishbone C is perfect. Why mess with it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I I didn't really like it at first because, like, I thought the idea was to have a connection to the city, obviously, to Cincinnati. And, like, I'm oh, there we go. Donnie's showing us he's got the, the City Connect hat. It looks good. See, yeah, I like no, it from up close like that. No video on this podcast for those at home, but... Uh, That's true. Yeah, Podcasting yeah. is a visual medium, maybe. Uh, you right. just got to imagine it. Right. But uh, yeah. I like the hat. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I get you the know, idea of, like... The, did we ever figure out the five stripes thing? Do we th- do we think that's five world championships? They they didn't say it, but I have to imagine that was it. I'm kind yeah, of surprised yeah. they didn't include that because, like, I mean, come on, we got the rings. You got to flex. Is that the design that's like kind of shaped like a like a buckeye leaf or a pot leaf or something? that's on it. <laughs> no, no, no. He's talking Even about the, here. Uh, yeah, it's five stripes. Yeah, on the yeah. hat and on the. There's five stripes down the pant leg as well. But look inside your in, yeah. inside the hat too, Don. On like the little inside builder, the five stripes oh, are yeah. in there too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they said it represents like the energy, but of the city. But I I do think they could have just said five for five championships, and that would have been much easier. But uh, I, I it's rare when these like press releases like kind of sway me on whether I like the jersey or not, but. I like what they said, though. The Reds wanted to do something that was more modern because they just did all those throwback jerseys in 2019. And while I think a lot of fans would have loved to see just another take on the throwback jerseys, I think it's a cool idea. And the players like it, you know, so that's really what matters to me. Like if the players like it, 
your big signing Hunter Green literally requested to the clubhouse to wear black sometime and he got an all black uniform. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, it was funny to have Votto in there uh, screaming on the, on the on the video. That clip is very uh, very memeable. But um, we've been using that a lot over at uh, ATBBTTR on all social media. Uh, yeah, no, that's but, been fun. I I love it. Yeah, um, and then I, I just think it's cool though just to have like Cincy across the chest. Like I think it's going to be one of those jerseys you're just going to see at like parties and things like that. Yeah. Like it's going to be like. People aren't just going <laughs> to, I tweeted out the Jersey Jerry clip today. You know, I, I could wear this to a funeral. I could wear this to a sweet 16. <laughs> Don't know why I said sweet 16, but uh, <laughs> I, I like it. And obviously for us um, Husky guys like me, black is a very flattering color. It makes you mm. look a lot better. So mm. I don't know. But, for uh, I, do, I do like like the, the red, like piping around the, uh, the hat between the bill and like where the, the hat meet. Yeah. That looks yeah. Cool. Yeah, the helmets are cool too. Like I love the the matte black helmets. Like and mm-hmm. Tyler Stevenson's uh, catching gear is just sick too. I would yeah. love to see them promote fans wearing black to these Friday night games. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Kind of steal like that. Uh, you know the our college days, the the nipper at night. You know, nipper do night, something yeah. with that. You know, um, that's the arrangement, right? We're gonna wear the black uniforms for every home every Friday home night game. Friday. That's yeah. correct. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like it, it. it made me laugh that that was the case when all the uh, our haters and the replies are saying, oh, wear it on Saturday in July when it's 100 degrees. Like, no, come on. Like, <laughs> do we have to hate on everything? Can we not just enjoy one simple thing? But that's the internet. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't <laughs> have nice things. But I like it, though. It's it's cool, modern, new, and, like, it really represents what we just talked about with the roster and all these young guys coming up and – even more on the way, like I, I think this is going to be this uh, uniform represents all those young guys and and the more to come. Do you think we're close to an actual uniform update for the for the regulars? Uh, I, I'm I kind of saying no, just because if since this ownership group instituted these uniforms, I have a feeling they're kind of attached to them, even though everybody else just dislikes them and like. Ken Griffey Jr. wore these same uniforms. Like, come on, man. We, we got to get an update. It's been, it'll be 16 years. It's um, the George Bush administration. <laughs> what year did they start? Is it 06? 2007, yeah. Yeah. 2007. Yeah, the, yeah there's a, a picture of a young Jay Bruce wearing this uniform at the reveal. Um, and I'm like, guys, we, we got to do something different. You know, there were so many good jerseys to look at when we did the throwback year. And they're like, no, oh, we're yeah. just going to. Keep on doing it. Like, even if you just change it to, we're going to wear red full time at home. Like, I think that would be awesome, you know, mm-hmm. or just eliminate the gray uniform, something fun like that. Or yeah. we're going to wear the just red jerseys. They have been wearing the red, the red top a lot more. And, and that red top is only a couple years old because uh, it used to be like the classic, like red and white piping one with just the C logo. Now it says reds across the chest, which does look a lot more modern. And they are wearing that very often. It used to be just like a Sunday home game uniform. I, I remember so. they had a black version of that for spring training a few years ago. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I like that this new uniform kind of challenged the way you think about, uh, you know, because like you said, everyone was just thinking about like, oh, maybe they'll make a polar one that'll look like the 70s uniform. Well, maybe they'll make a, a sleeveless one like the 90s uniform or the 2000s uniform. And uh no, there's a lot of other ways to take it. Uh, and I will be interested to see what happens when we do end up, you know, 
refreshing the uniforms. Some combination of references to the past, but keeping it new. Uh, kind of like what we're talking about with the the UC potentially UC basketball uniforms with uh, with Jordan. Some kind of mm-hmm. reference. Like if we had some somehow they made a modern looking like not throwbacky looking sleeveless uniform. I think that would be really cool. At the same time, uh, somehow if they made a modern looking like pullover uniform, uh, just to kind of subtly reference those old you know past stuff. I think that could be that could be neat. But uh, and people get mad about the black flare for the uh, you know with the with the with the current uniforms. What is it? The drop shadow looks a little silly. It definitely does look you know late two thousands. But uh, I do think it's someone was mentioning uh, on Twitter. Maybe I saw the Reds are the only team that have like red and black in their in their color scheme, and uh, it looks cool. As as Bearcats fans, we know that's a good look. So if they could bring you know, maybe take it out of the the drop shadow part of things. But if they could keep the black touch in the uniforms when they do update it, I think that would look good. Uh, people hate on that, uh, like, early 2000s look. With the home uniforms with the black sleeves, I think, looked bad. But the grays, somehow the gray with the black sleeve, I think, looked good. Uh, so you got you to figure out when to, when to include it, when to go big on it. But... Uh, as long as you bring back that one and uh, Rob and Scott Satterfield's favorite Cincinnati Bearcat, uh, Cincinnati Reds hat, the black hat with the red bill, then yes, then I'm yeah, set. great hat. Uh, I love yeah, it. Even like those gray pinstripe ones would be cool too. Like we don't see enough yeah. road teams wear pinstripes, but the the gray with the red pinstripe, oh, that'd be sick. I, I think the pin only thing that would have made these City Connect uniforms better is if they had like red pinstripes on them. <laughs> Looking like old Bulls uniforms or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. What else can uh, you ask for? No, I love it. That that's good. We, it's all kind of coming together at the right time, man. You know, we we proved we're willing to call up the prospects. We got the City Connect uniforms. The Yankees are coming into town. The Great American is going to be sold out. You know, fireworks night. I'm excited to see that game tomorrow. Uh, and hey, you know, we we've proven that we can hang with some first place teams recently. Um, and the Yankees are not that this year, but they are. There are they are a talented team, and I'm I'm excited to see how we how we play against them, uh, how the team kind of comes together, how we how we figure out the pitching staff, uh, when we make our next call up because that is going to happen, whether it's Strand, whether it's Abbott, whether it is uh, whether De La Cruz does come up sooner than I projected. Exciting things are happening this year, and while we might not win a World Series this year, it's an exciting time to be a Reds fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, the our guy Nick Kirby has talked about how he want his favorite year in his Reds fandom was 2009, where all the guys were being called up, and you could see that it was starting to come together just to prepare for that next year. And if we get something similar to that, like they've already been playing miles better than they were last year, which again, low bar to clear, but I I've really enjoyed watching. Um, and you know, I still have some days where I just. Like like the Wednesday game against the Rockies when they scored six runs or like they scored all their runs in those two innings. I was like, okay, uh, I'll just turn it off now. Yeah, but, that was tough. Yeah. But you know, there's it's still been really enjoyable to watch, um, and I've I, I want to just keep watching more. And it's been a lot of fun to watch these young guys. And like I said, if we keep rolling out lineups of guys, all guys under thirty, that's something that I think people can get behind. And you know, I that's that's our ultimate goal right we want people to get back in on the reds we want people Absolutely. to be you know watching going to games because it's just more fun when more people 
are joining in the discussion and talking about things like that five game winning streak. That was a lot of fun. I'd love to do more of those. Let's do more of those. Yeah. Let's just do more uh, of that. Yeah. Just, just win five straight again. But you know, who, we who do we have after the Yankees? Ooh, the Cardinals are coming to town. Last place Cardinals, maybe four, four in a row. Against them. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I love that they're having a bad year. That Their fandom oh, does not exactly. handle it. No. Cardinals fans. Not at all. We have like all the blue bloods of baseball coming with the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Red Sox. Our next four series. Hey, none like, of them are really having great years, so I, I love no. it. No, we're like that's, neck that's and neck with the Cubs right now. We we yeah. talk about how we've been fifty fifty a lot lately. We've kind of just been treading water. Man, if we can uh, these next two two uh, home series, so next four series, I guess. Uh, if we could be a little above 500 in those, that'd be great. Just one or two games above 500 in that stretch. I'll be happy. Especially with the pitching problems we've got. Take two or three from the Yankees this weekend. That'll that'll really boost the old momentum for sure. Hey, speaking my language, year, We did it last year. We can do it again. Yeah, we did. And that team right, was boys, worse I'm hyped. than the team this year. <laughs> I'm hyped. Uh, hey, one thing, my brother, this just last note here. So the Reds are 19 and 24. A couple days ago, uh, they had 22 losses. My my brother made sure to remind me that when we had 22 losses last season, we only had three wins. So at that point, 18 and 22, pretty good. Progress. Uh, it's, <laughs> man, it, it, 18 versus three, it's crazy how different or how monumentally bad last year was. I mean, even the worst teams in baseball don't do that. Like that is – we are – we're a lot better this year, and it's man, it's been fun, boys. And it is only May, yeah. and uh, you know we we got a lot of more baseball going, and it's going to be really fun. I'm I'm excited to keep talking about it with you, boys. This has been fun. Absolutely, yeah. really looking forward to it. Uh, give me seventy nine and eighty three. I kill for seventy nine and eighty three. <laughs> hey, uh, seventy nine and eighty three, and we're we're parading in the streets of uh, of downtown. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm, uh, well, I'm perusing through the stats here. The Reds are twelve and nine at home and seven and fifteen on the road. So maybe we can get some nice home. home cooking. Get some yeah. home cooking. Which is funny that they've been that good at home and like we haven't really been hitting home runs. Like it's it hasn't <laughs> been because of any like great American ballpark effect. We just seem but to be playing small, well at home. So all small ball. We also have had a couple uh I guess if you include Colorado, three west series already in the year so there have been some tough stretches out out west although we were basically just one game under 500 in those but uh i'm looking forward to this next stretch here it's gonna be fun uh we'll be, we'll be here to talk about it every i think we've been on a good every two weeks or so stretch so uh hey hopefully we'll have some good wins to talk about here uh in a few weeks boys any final thoughts no i'm, I'm just looking forward to the game on Friday. Yeah, night. cannot wait to see yeah, these absolutely. black uniforms in person. Uh, absolutely. Pretty much any pants even... other than gray and white always scare me a little bit. Uh, even those powder blues that are coming back are a little, little scary. Black baseball pants kind of screams like 15U select baseball. But uh, hey, I, I think the boys can pull it off. I'm excited to see it in person. Uh, I might report live on on Instagram or something. We'll see. Probably not. I'm going to get a few few Bud Lights in me, and we'll see what happens. But uh, hey. Let's have a great weekend, boys. Let's, let's watch some Reds baseball. Uh, and make sure you follow along on ATBBTTR. Let's go Red Legs. Go Reds, baby. Go Reds.